And after a mini vacation of sorts, this is Fluxipo's Back from the Dead, resurrected like Frankenstein's monster. Uh, maybe someone's acting career who will be named Nameless. How about Robert Downey Jr.? Because he rose like a phoenix. That's what I was going to go with. After he got off, after he got off the drugs. <laughs> this is Fluxipo's episode 145, recording live to digital tape on Tuesday, the 3rd of January, 2017. I am Jason. Joined with me, almost always, is my co-host with the mo-host, Lucas. How do I podcast, Jason? I don't know what I'm doing. I forgot everything. It's been so uh, Well, okay, step one, we never knew what we were doing to begin with, so oh, you're thank goodness. right in sync. I would say. Excellent. Uh, Thank you. It's been been crazy. We'll get back. We'll get to that in a second, though. Because on the docket today, we have IRL. We have What You Plan. We have an overclocked remix for you. We will touch on Netflixation, a Christmas horror story. And then we have, um, you know, Community Grab Bag and... Man, that'll be the show. If, it, if it's been a while, you might have forgotten how it goes. So I hope that is a good reminder for all of you. We wouldn't are returning. Blame you. I would not blame you. And for those new listeners that might have stumbled into this dark corner of the internet, we welcome you and here Most we are. So, man, you know, I feel like last year last year was a very strong outing for Flux Suppose. We didn't I don't think we missed a single like the first year, you know, we, we took a break here and there. We said, you know, you wanna take a week off, we would do that. Last year I feel like we were like we were doing this every week. Yeah. Now we might have missed a day or so, but like every week we had an episode. And then this year I think we 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 wanted to Mimic those efforts, but then we <laughs> the time would come up. Like, do you want to do it this week? No. Okay, good. Me neither. <laughs> and that's unfortunately how things, you know, came up because you know we had, um, we had to take a, a some time off, take a week off a few weeks ago, and then man, we had came back. We got that show in right before Christmas, and then Christmas was just like, shabam, and you just go. Oh, it was a it was yeah. a blaze. So. I don't think I realized how busy I would be, to be honest with you. It sounded yeah. good on paper, but then when it happened, it was it was very testing. Yeah, I mean, it was nuts because, like, I, you know, I, I, I always have to, I'm always out of town for for Christmas, so like we recorded the show on that Monday, and then I worked Tuesday and Wednesday, and then originally I was gonna leave. Thursday and then actually we ended up staying in town and we left Friday morning um but so I was gone you know Friday Saturday um came home Sunday night because I had to work on Monday but we had the um we had the lion was that Sunday night what was that Sunday night there's something well the lions played on Monday didn't they oh no 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 they had um yeah so they had that Sunday I came home. I I worked on Monday, and then Monday night we didn't record because the Lions are on Monday night football. Mm-hmm. So we watched that, and then Tuesday I had to turn around and I had to go to Detroit. So I was gone. I was out of work Tuesday, and I spent Tuesday and Wednesday in Detroit. Um, and then you know Thursday, Friday, 
we're here, and then another holiday coming up, and it's just like, ah, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's just a lot. I had um, family Christmases the weekend before, the weekend after, during the week. It was nuts. So when you told me you were leaving and couldn't do it, I was like, yeah, that works for me. So <laughs> we, so we agreed. We haven't, we haven't had a chance to talk Christmas on the show. We'll assume things were good. Uh, just quick, quick recap. What would be your, your highlight of the Christmas season? Obviously, you know, your second as a father, but, mm-hmm. uh, anything, anything notable gift wise you'd like to share either, you know, received or given. Um, well, I guess I'll start with received and I'll start by doing this right here. Do not mistake this for Jason because it is not Jason. That's right. I have joined the covenant of the clacky keyboards. I said, you know, it's amazing when, uh, I got a mechanical, uh, keyboard. It's a cheap one. It's kind of a, a knockoff, um, by red dragon. They're highly praised on. Uh, Amazon for their cost to quality ratio. And I don't know. I was just getting tired of my, my old keyboard because it's got a very, I have a tendency to kind of almost half push buttons when they're loose. And so Mm -hmm. instead of like clicking them down, like on here, I just had a tendency tendency to hover over them. So there was this really gelatinous, bubbly, weird feeling to my old Logitech keyboard, which is your usual membrane keyboard. Mm, um, yes. Uh, very rubbery feeling. So I said, you know what? Screw it. I I've been using my keyboard a lot recently. I mean, I always use my stuff quite a bit, but, um, I've been doing more typing and been just doing a lot more keyboardy stuff. So I said, you know what? Let's give it a shot. I don't have anything better to ask for. And it was in a good price range for, for our budget. So I did a keyboard, I needed a new mouse pad, as you know, Jason, because I'd still been rocking the Max Payne first game oh, on yeah. PC. Yeah. You got a Max Payne uh, mouse oh, pad. Gosh. We and both I still had, had that, that thing for the yeah, longest time. Yeah, we did. So I still had that on here. And I mean, by today's standards, that's a pretty um, small mouse pad for gaming yes. anyway. So I got a medium sized um Probably about twice as large as your typical, or maybe time and a half, uh, as large as your typical um, mouse pad, and that's just good because I had a I had a tendency to do two things. One, if I was too, I had a tendency to bring my my hand, my mousing hand, too close to my keyboard, and so I would I would knock it against the the keyboard, and this kind of keeps me since I put it in the center, gives me nice uh, left and right movement where I don't run off the the mouse pad and don't run into anything really. Ah. Yeah, and I then, love I I got that a steel series a couple years back and it's Yours you know, is really thin, I, isn't it? Yeah, it's really thin. I don't really think I even use come close to using all of the the space, but it's nice to have it. No, so. well that I mean the the second part of this being um the way that it is is I kind of put my hand up a little bit and it works as kind of an armrest because <laughs> it's, huh. it's your typical cushy, um, um, mouse pad, not like yours where it's almost like a plastic mat or not plastic, but it's like a sheet almost. It's much thinner mm-hmm. if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Um, so I kind of, this doubles as a <laughs> hand rest. And then the second thing or the third thing I got completing the entire makeover, I suppose 
is oh that was also red dragon and then i got a red dragon um mouse to complete the entire thing now the thing with the mouse oh though, so you got a new mouse too i didn't know that i did i did i said you know what i might as well i was using yours and i really i really liked it um but it's old you know it's got all your yeah. it's got all your hand gunk on it and now my hand gunk <laughs> on it so uh what was what was happening is no matter how much i cleaned it one of the 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 i think it was the right click was sticking or it wasn't like clicking properly so i said well screw it let's get like today's standard of a gaming mouse and we'll see we'll see how it how it does because i don't really care that much i don't need a a razor gaming mouse or anything like that so i just figured a new one that's a little bit more contoured to your hand uh would do better so yeah i picked up the or i got the red dragon it's called uh sam samursa i think or samsara now of course, because it's gaming, that means we have to shove 800 LEDs in it, right? So that you know it's high performance and awesome. Well, that doesn't bother me too much. I don't, I don't really care as long as it's, you know, you can turn them off or switch them or whatever. The part that bugs me is that this has five color modes. And when they wrote that, I thought, okay, I can switch between these five colors. No, it cycles through colors constantly, but they're five different, like breathing, um, uh, vertical up and down, left and right, different patterns that you can put on the mouse. So it's always cycling through colors, which is probably the stupidest thing I've ever heard of since most people. Is that kind of distracting? Uh, you can turn it off. I have it on breathing right now and I've gotten used to it, but it was at first. I kept thinking my phone was blinking. Or something like that. Um, See, I, I my like I can, yeah, like my death adder allows me to like it can change some of the light configuration on that too. And mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty sure I have mine off. Like there was okay. a way you could have. I don't remember what the the setting is, but I know I definitely have mine turned down because I was like that's annoying to me. Yeah, I. Oh gosh, I, I'm sorry. I, I just I looked up this the phone on Amazon and it comes in a white variant. And you, I, oh god, I would never want a white mouse. Oh like, yeah, just asking for. <laughs> grossness yes um so it looks kind of like point like it's kind of a lot of edges how is it com- is it like comfortable it or? is it is comfortable however um now this is this is getting really into mouse stuff but apparently there's styles you have your claw grip and your yes what's the other one hand i um, guess it's just there's the claw um yeah, because I remember reading about this. Yeah, the palm. Because when I was I was looking at um, for this mouse, because this is very like if you the type of grip that you have, this can be very ergonomic. And I kind of do. I don't know what I do. It, it depends on what I'm playing. Like if I, I'm I'm I think I kind of claw grip a little bit, mm-hmm. which I think is better. Because I mean, I mean, ideally you're not going to use your wrist. You're going to use your whole arm to move it, which is better for, you know, your your joints and such. right. Right. And I think with claw grip, you're, you're using kind of the tips of your fingers. Like you're pushing a button as opposed yeah. to me who has a palm grip or whatever it's called. And I, I rest more of my hand on the mouse and my fingers kind of lay in the grooves instead of rest my fingertips on top of them. Mm, okay. So for me, it works. However, I must be used. I either have small hands or I'm used to, smaller mouses because I find that I have more room to slide my hand forward 
And that's where you should be putting your hand on this mouse. But I have a tendency to keep it more towards the back. So I'm actually like, and the importance of that is because I'm actually clicking the mouse buttons more in the middle, almost where it meets the hand, the palm rest, as opposed to clicking them on the ends where you're kind of supposed to. So I feel like it's a little bit bigger, but it is comfortable. Uh, I haven't played too many FPSs yet, but it definitely um, contours uh, well on the thumb and on the pinky, which is pretty big for me because if it's just a round mouse, I feel like my thumb and pinky have a tendency to drag on the uh, mouse pad a little bit. So all in all, I mean, basically uh, the, the keyboard and the mouse were about 30 bucks. The mouse pad was about 10 And for what it is, I mean, the, the mouse is kind of cheapy plastic, not too bad, but it doesn't feel as solid as I think you, you would want. Yeah. But uh, overall, I mean, it's a step up from what I was using. So I'm exactly. pretty happy I, with it. I would assume it's an upgrade over what you had. Is that, um, is that guy? It looks like it has like kind of the threaded uh, cabling. Yeah, it's got the, the, um, the keyboard has a really thick, like rubbery. It almost looks like an old PS2 yeah. um, thing. But this one has the, the corded cable. Yeah, and... I love the cord. Some threaded cord so much more. What I see it has customizable weights too. Have you messed with that much? Or? They're they are all in right now. I have thought about taking them out, but honestly, the the heaviest it goes is probably what I would want. To be honest, I don't okay. like a and, I, I don't like a light mouse really. And I'm reading there's 13 buttons on this thing. Technically, yes, because you can reprogram all of them. None of them have so, a dedicated function. Okay, so I'm looking at a picture. So I'm, you have your left and your right click. Is that a yep. button there to the left of the, your left click? Yes, that's uh, the red one. That little yeah. one, yeah. So that's a button. Your mouse wheel is a button. Then there's, what, four buttons around the mouse wheel? Yep, and uh, Then those, on the side, are yep. those? Are, is it three buttons there on the four. side or, is there, or five? No, there's five. Holy cow. I don't even know how I would touch. Like, my mouse has... I have the left and right click, the mouse wheel, and then there's two buttons on the thumb by the <laughs> thumb rest. And I, I don't even like I use I use the one the one thumb button a lot. I think that's technically mouse button four, mm-hmm. but I never use the other one because it's you know I have to stretch the thumb, kind of out of a yeah an unmindful position. But I I I love like the mouse button three. I use that all the time in games. I was in Target and they had one of the the Razer the Hydra. Whatever the hell the name is, but was that the like the one like the twelve buttons, eighteen buttons on the side? Yeah. I'm like, who wants this? This is awful. I it's don't good, like that. That's like I refer to that as the MMO mouse. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that could be your hot bar right there. And I was thinking like this red button would be nice for Overwatch to use your um your ultimate power, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I don't use very. Ma- I would have to train myself to use. The, Ooh, the uh, Hydra is buttons. a motion sensor controller. So. Ah, yes, that's right. That's why I'm getting them confused. But um, so this has this the DPI that you can set on the fly as well. So I've been playing with that a little bit too, which has actually been it has come in use, um, not with competitive gaming, but with games that have a tendency to change how fast you can aim with certain weapons. So uh-huh. like with sniper rifles and stuff, they have a tendency when you're zoomed in to move a little bit slower. And so if depending on the game, if I want to move a little faster, I'll just bump the DPI up really quick. 
and yeah. um, okay. be able to kind of s- snipe a little bit faster and stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't play around with it too much, but I have actually used it surprisingly because I didn't think I uh, would. So it was the uh, the Naga is the one with the the twelve buttons on the thumb side. <laughs> yes, Naga Hydra. I'm getting all these mythical mythological creatures mixed up. So uh, all like and then, World of Warcraft mobs. Don't worry. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, and then, I mean, to round it out, I got the uh, the Logitech webcam that we we've kind of been talking about possibly both getting to um, do some streaming for the show and and for games and stuff. So I was surprised by that by uh, my wife's mother, who has in the past been notorious for buying me things that like not something I asked for, but a tech person might like, according mm-hmm. to the Brookstone catalog. So, <laughs> so this was a real shocker, um, to get that. And I've played around with it a little bit, but haven't used it extensively. So, okay. Um, yeah, that's a nice so, yeah. camera from what, what we've used of it. Yeah. It's you know, great. It's while I'm stumbling across the mice, look at this one. Uh, it's called the, Uh-oh. uh, the King Kong, the L bats, L B A T S King Kong X seven. King Kong X seven. Yeah. Uh, and that's the problem with oh Jesus! It looks like a transformer. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> it's got a space in the middle. Yeah, there's like space in between. You can see the guts of it. That's a really up to three 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 thousand five hundred DPI. Um, Amazon is notorious for just having like the weirdest off-brand gaming yeah. accessories you could possibly find. And I was really hesitant because I I've always been a Logitech mouse user for the longest time i've used logitech mice i I used i had a logitech mouse back before gaming mice were a thing then i had a wireless keyboard combo that i used for gaming uh, for a while i never had issues with latency and then i had the mouse that you had like the the mx500 i think Mm -hmm. or something like that i had that for a long time and then i got rid of it and i finally got the mouse that i have now which is you know the razor death adder and which i i was kind of hesitant to switch to but it's a really nice Nice, nice mouse, mouse, really comfortable. So, I've always wondered, you know, when you can, like, this doesn't have a switch, but when you can, you know, like you said, use the DPI switch or mess with the different weight settings to what's comfortable for you. So, yeah, yeah, I, like I said, I haven't messed with it in in competitive play, so I wonder how much it would be distracting mm-hmm. just to be clicking. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. I think you. I was thinking about all the buttons and you were talking about, I don't know if I'd use all of them. I think I would have to train myself because I'm so used to clicking whatever the keyboard shortcut is, but if they're too far away, I think I would just end up training myself to use the mouse buttons until I got comfortable with it. So there might be a little bit of um, a learning curve to actually take use of all the features. So, but that's everything for me, dude. Tell me about what you're, tell me about anything that you, I didn't, um, I don't think I gave anything necessarily. I was, I was a little hesitant to get the, um, there was a Garth, my, my wife loves Garth Brooks and I don't know if you saw, but there's this, um, uh, target. I don't know if it's exclusive, but they had it on sale. It was a, um, box set and it included his new album. And I thought it included all of the past albums that he had done before. Um, but it doesn't, it turns out he remixed all of his albums and put similar songs in and, um, themes to songs that he's done before as one album in, uh, or as multiple albums in that, that pack. So instead of having, 
you know, the CD he did before this. It's a CD of all the rootin' tootin' drinking songs or something like that, you know, (laughs) on one album. So um, she wasn't expecting that was was the was the thing. So she was pretty happy about that uh, because she's like me. She doesn't have a lot of like one band that she absolutely loves and could hear like all of the albums. She's more of a Mm -hmm. picker and a chooser like I am. So. She wasn't expecting that, and that was that ended up pretty cool. But everything else was kind of more of a, I'll just get you what's on your Amazon list because <laughs> I'm gonna play it safe this year. So, but it all went well. How about you, man? How about you? Uh, you know we didn't uh, we didn't give really any gifts this year. Um, just because of the baby coming and stuff, we didn't even get anything for each other either. Um. We did get uh, Justice Brother a uh, three-month subscription to Amazon Prime, though, because he always gets us really cool gifts every year. So we wanted to at least give back to him something. And, sure, uh, sure. So we, we did that. Uh, he got me the same uh, uh, Rochester Mills uh, sampler pack, the 12 Days of Christmas. Yeah, so I did. Been, been enjoying that. Um, I think I've only got three left, which, oddly enough, I think is the the standard milkshake stout, the marshmallow milkshake stout which you already then, know yeah because i saved those for last and i can't remember what was what's the other one because I've, I've had the oh um what was the because they have the uh oh it's the barrel aged the barrel aged one yeah i was uh what what's your what's the one that you've had that you would say is your favorite so far um you know one. i surprisingly the very first one i had which was the vanilla latte Mm-hmm. One, I really enjoyed that. I think that one ranks right up there. And the German chocolate cake was um, pretty good, too. Let me just grab it here. Yeah, that one tasted just um, like German chocolate cake. It was crazy. Yeah, um, the chocolate cheesecake wasn't too bad. I didn't really mind. I think I, I enjoyed the Bananas Fosters more than the Blueberry Pancake. I'd agree. Um, the chocolate orange was definitely my least favorite. I would also agree with that. Um. Let's see. Turtle Dove wasn't really anything fancy. The Imperial was... Yeah, I'm going to go... And I didn't really care too much for the Cinnamon Swirl French Toast. It wasn't terrible, but it didn't do much. So I'm going to go... I think I'm going to say right now the Vanilla Latte is my favorite. I will say this, though. Like, if you've never had one of theirs before, definitely do not drink it out of the can because I find the beer tastes extremely better in a glass. You know, I because I did the 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 beer calendar thing, I ended up pouring every single one of them out. So mm-hmm. I didn't not drink any of them out of the can. That's interesting. So you didn't like it very much out of the can, huh? Yeah, well, I would I would just pour, you know, their their one pint can, so I would yeah, that's you know, true. I'd fill up a glass and I would still have some in there, so I either would wait and then pour it in or I would just drink it from the can and I would notice like what I had in the can. I think really I was getting picking up a lot of the metallic taste from the can. Hmm. Perhaps I'm not sure, so I, I definitely recommend always doing the can. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of the I was very excited for that pack, but a lot of them ended up in the three to three and a half range for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nothing really I mean, stood out. yeah, I I would agree with that. I mean, so I'm I'm definitely good on milkshake stouts after after this. And my <laughs> yeah, uh, no kidding. My, my brother Garrett got me um. A, a chime sampler. So chime is the one that Whoa, we did. Nice. We had at uh, episode 100 that, that uh, bomber size bottle I had. Yeah. Well, he got me, it's like a four pack of like a normal size bottles and it came with two nice like snifter glasses too. So, Oh, that's cool. I think I saw that 
uh, yeah. one of those like gift sets because we had the Chimay Reserve, I think is what it was. And yeah, I always wondered a, what their other ones were like. Yeah, it's um, I'll pull it up right here. Here, it's a Chimay Trappist Ale gift set with glass goblets. It comes with their um. What do they have? The Abbey Double, which is the red. Uh, the Abbey Triple, which is white. The Strong Dark Ale, which is blue. That's and then um, it doesn't – oh, maybe there's only three? That's interesting. There's definitely four, but I don't know why it only describes – maybe that's only three in there. Maybe they give you two of one of the – Yeah, or maybe it is – I thought there was four, four bottles in there, but maybe there is only um, – well, that's not the same gift set I have, which is oh. have to, it's upstairs. I'm not gonna you know waste time. Close that. enough. So, close enough. It's good. It'll be good beer. Um, you know, and other than that, like um, you know, I had a lot of family members that just you know knew we were saving for things, so you know threw some money our way, and so I set some aside for for the baby and stuff. I got a cool Star Wars shirt from my in-laws, and um. So I do. I do have a, a little pile of money I've got set aside. I don't. I might buy like a 3DS game or two. Part of me, you know, I might just. I'm like, I'm gonna save it until the the switch rolls around. Or, but sure. then I'm like, well, you know, I'm not. I'm not sure what my life's gonna be like then. So I'm not <laughs> really in a hurry to like do anything with it. So I'm just gonna. I think I'm just gonna let it sit for now, and we'll see what happens. Like. You know, last year I got last year I got the money and I was like oh time to upgrade the computer oh, and I just you know I I pounce and now I'm like I'm just gonna let it uh, simmer for a bit. I may yeah. have done that this year, but we'll I I saw that we had a question about that, so we'll yeah. talk about that later. I think. And then uh, you know my my mom had given some money to both of us, so we had taken that and we went to um, we went to uh, IKEA and bought some stuff for the nursery and some stuff for the house, so. Um, that was, that's the Christmas in a nutshell. Well, excellent. Excellent. I mean, I was pretty much lazy over all of Christmas, to be honest with you, other than going to our family Christmases, dude, I, I got beer for Christmas. So I, I sat home, I drank that. I did the Rochester mills thing, drank those. Uh, I've played some video games. I, I didn't do much of any actual work or, or anything. So, um, it was good though. It was nice to have family over and, uh, I don't know if other people are this way, but I think the meal we're not, we're not very, um, used to having the holidays, whether it's like Thanksgiving or Easter or, uh, Christmas, we're not used to having it here. So we're not used to having to cook uh, mm-hmm. a fairly large meal. And we, I mean, we cook a meal that's for like four to six people, but I swear, man, we, we cook the best meal here <laughs> out of all of the meals that we have. And we have, <laughs> I think we have three. All, no, f- no three. Yeah, it is three. Cause tech, I won't count the one, um, with her dad and, and stepmom because we almost always do kind of more like a lunch type thing. So that's not really, that doesn't really count, but out of all the dinners, man, I look forward to ours the most. I don't know. I guess maybe you just like the food that you make. So, um, I did try collard greens for the first time. Those were interesting. Have you ever had those before? Uh, I believe so. They are, I've never had them and I tried them and I didn't mind them, but they are super like, I don't know. They have a very savory flavor to them. Uh, so 
It was I ate savory. a very little bit of it. What's that? Savory. Yeah, savory. Um and then the only other thing I didn't have any so that whole point was to say that I really didn't have anything uh happen in IRL that was crazy, no car accidents or anything. But I did have yesterday because we were supposed to record on Monday. Um because I didn't really explain to you about what happened, really. But um, so I, we were sitting on the couch about 2 p.m. Uh, yesterday on, on Monday. And I was just kind of like sitting with my I had my elbow on the on the uh, sofa armrest. And we were watching one of the what you play and things I'll talk about later. And um, I think it's been sitting there for about 30 minutes. And Danette asked me to do something. And so I went to, like, get up and I felt like. I felt like I was spinning around in circles and then was told to run in a direction or something like it was crazy how how like dizzy feeling I was. I didn't feel like I was going to pass out or anything. It was just like I was drunk without any other without any other side effects other than feeling uh, like the room was spinning. And I've never mm-hmm. had that happen t- to me before. And so I kind of waited it out or tried to. And, um, like I was having trouble going up the stairs and, you know, I thought maybe if I sat up for a few, it would go away, but it didn't. And so I pretty much, if I stayed in one spot, I was okay. So I watched some TV and then came downstairs and tried to like play some video games to keep my mind off of it. Cause it really, I had some serious anxiety about it having never had it happen before, but then, um, it slow, it kind of died down a little bit. It wasn't as intense when I messaged you and said, Hey, can we do the podcast tomorrow? Because I was feeling like spacey and just weird. And so, uh, thankfully I woke up today and it was gone, uh, for the most part, but yeah, I'd never had that happen before. And it, it lasted for probably six to eight hours Ooh. on and off. Yeah. It, thankfully it stopped. It stopped, um, making me nauseous, but, Oh, never had anything like that before and hopefully never again. I, I'm hoping it's not anything that will come back again and maybe it was just some fluid in my ears or something because it was unsettling to say the least. So blame me for your uh, for not having this out on time, but I was. I, do. I know. I know you do. It's okay. <laughs> I blame myself. I uh, I let everyone I let the I let myself down. I let the team down, but you did. What can I say? You I'm did. a baby. You did it. I did do it. But that's it. That's that's all I that's got to it. say about IRL. <laughs> ah, all right, all right. Well, you know, we uh, you know, got through the holidays, came back, came home. I watched a disappointing Monday Night Football loss, yeah. which was kind of should have been expected against with Dallas. Um. And you know, rushed off to Detroit, and we watched, uh, went to a, the, our last Red Wings game in the Jolos Arena before they demolished it this year and moved to the new Little Caesars Arena, or as we like to refer, the Pizza Arena. Uh, had a really fun, <laughs> fun time in Detroit. Had a, you know, hotel was nice. Got to sleep in. Got to, better yet, got to sleep in a bed without a dog wedged in between the two of us. So it's nice just to have a king size bed, and I can just go stretch <laughs> out and you know sleep. But I, I actually we didn't get back to the hotel until almost midnight, Dang. and then. You know, we both, like, Jess usually wakes up pretty early because she's, you know, she's hungry because the mm-hmm. baby is Eating consuming everything inside of her. So, um, 
it was really fun. The game was fun. Um, the Wings did lose, unfortunately. I will say this, though. We sat, like, we were up in the 24th row, which is, like, against the wall of Joe Lewis Arena. And the only spots where there are more rows are in certain corners. So, I mean, we, we were way up there. But you still can see everything great, just fine. But you're, like, maybe only, like, 8 feet, 10 feet from the ceiling back there. And it oh, wow. was – I have never been hotter in a hockey arena I, I mean, it was, like, miserably hot. Like, I had to take – because I usually wear – I had an undershirt, and I have a sweatshirt, and then I wear my, my jersey over top. I had to take off the jersey. I had to take off the sweatshirt, and I was still, like, overwarm. It was terrible. Wow. Must be uh, where all the, the heat collects from all those bodies being – That's all I can think of. Um, you know, it was an exciting game. Like, the first period was really boring, but the rest of the game was really exciting, and, you know, they had a chance. They had their chances, but unfortunately they lost. Um. Seems to be a trend. That. It does seem to be a trend. And then, you know, we did go to Ikea, and we got, you know, some stuff from the baby's room, got some, a lot of stuff for the house. I got, like, this new uh, lamp that I was going to, a new uh, light that I was going to replace um, in our entryway because I just don't like the one that's there. And I ripped the old one out, and sure enough, um, the bolt spacing on this one is too big for the electrical, the conduit box. So I cannot use that one, so I Ooh. had to put the old one back in there. And yes, it still works, so I do know what I'm doing somewhat with electrical things. <laughs> and I you're did still discover alive. Yeah. And we did put a new hanging light though in our the back in that sunroom there. And I discovered that the at least on two of the outlets, maybe three of the outlets, the top um plugs in the the outlet boxes are operate on a light switch. So, oh. you know, lived in this house for, what, two and a half years and just discovered a light switch that controls <laughs> some of the outlets in the house. So now at least we can have some lights on out there. Yeah. So it's not like, so we might actually be able to use that room at, in the nighttime. So nice. That's a, that's a plus. And, yeah, you know, just chaos of the holidays, you know. We got back from that trip on a, you know, so I had I had Friday off, you know, Saturday, Sunday. Had to work a half day on Monday. Then I had Tuesday, Wednesday off, come back to work Thursday. I ended up working a half a day on Friday. And then we had a bunch of family. Like Saturday, we just kind of did whatever. But then on Sunday, we had like 15 members of my family over. for. We always do a Christmas brunch the Sunday after Christmas. This year it happened to be on New Year's Day. And then um, had a horrible Sunday night football game. And then I was just exhausted after all that. And then Monday, I had to work a half a day. And just like, ugh. Didn't do anything fancy for New Year's. I just drink some beer and played overwatch and yeah we weren't going to but we actually we had um a family christmas that night or that day and then another than on actual new year's and so uh her danette's brother and his girlfriend were coming over anyway so we were like do you want to like stay and hang out because we don't otherwise we don't have any plans so i would have been in the the same boat as you um we didn't end up doing really anything. They didn't even stay until until uh, midnight, so it wasn't like anything crazy. But uh, yeah, otherwise I would have been doing absolutely nothing, which is pretty typical for me anyway. I don't know about you, but I almost yeah. never do anything for New Year's. I actually made it uh, to midnight, so yeah. Nice. Did you hear about that awful train wreck that was Mariah Carey trying to sing? Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, that was. I wa- I didn't see it, but I watched it after the fact, and I was just like, "I hope she's not getting paid for this because this is like, <laughs> this is the epitome of just saying fuck it, fuck it. I'm not gonna do it." 
So pretty sad. Pretty sad. Uh, it happens. Yeah. What are you gonna do? And that's uh that's it for IRL. <gasps> Does that mean? Yeah, Could it possibly mean? Yeah. Okay. What's happening? Uh, I was waiting for a soundbite. Oh. oh. <laughs> the way you said that, I was like, I don't know if he understood what I said. So instead, I'll do this. Okay, go. There we go. Since oh, I did, said... get a, I did get a cool hat at the Red Wings game. Uh, it's a replica of the 1997 Stanley Cup champions hat. Because it know... was the, tw- the 20th anniversary of that. And got to see a bunch of cool players from the team. They were there. I forgot to mention that. Not to brag or anything. Because you watched that. On, didn't you? You watched that on... Uh, on the broadcast, correct? Watched what the the game? Yeah, didn't you watch the pre- like the did that whole the player introductions and stuff? No, um, I didn't. I didn't watch any of it actually. Oh yeah, they did. Um, they brought up you know the whole like they had everybody from the '97 team except um Fedorov. Um, who else wasn't there? Uh, somebody I hadn't heard of, and then because I mean even because like Lidstrom was there, Eiserman was there, Shanahan was there. Dang. Osgood. Yeah, the whole crew was there. It was really cool. And the cup was there, too. It was sweet. Um, I was going to say not to brag or anything, but I have that original hat, thanks to Gerald. So, so does my wife. Oh. So she has yeah, the replica I, and the original now? Yep. We don't, know where her, 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 we don't know where her original is, though. But there was somebody in, in the game at the game that had his on, and I mean that one was a starter hat, first of all. You know, So it has the starter logo. Oh, okay, it I has, was wondering. It has um, a Stanley Cup. Has like the Stanley Cup logo on the left side. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, and for being a free hat that they gave out to the first five thousand people, it's not. It doesn't look to be so too crappy. Yeah, it looks pretty much identical. So. Plus, it's a snapback, so I get to wear my flat bill around like I'm a boss. Nice, nice. <laughs> you are a boss. That style, uh, you know. That's n- never mind the fact that it's a black and brown hat, you know, which looks really updated <laughs> and classy nowadays. But uh, you'd look good in a flat, flat brim or a flat, uh, yeah, I guess brim hat. Duck, no duck bill for you. Well, should you no. go or shall I go or shall I'll go? Because I'm just like, well, let's face it, guys. guys. We haven't uh, we haven't done the show in like two weeks, so I'm there's going to be a ton here, and I'm just going to gloss over. It because okay, I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> weigh down the show with this. So, um, I did pick up Majora's Mask 3D. Again, and I'm I'm probably like seventy five percent done with it. I'm really dang some good progress with that. Yeah, you are. Um, it's fun. It's a really it's a weird game. Really weird. Really dark compared to everything else. Zelda and just some really creepy stuff happens. Like it's really weird that it's a kids' game, you know. And I can't imagine like um, full discretion. I'm, I am using a guide to play through it because I just want to. I want to experience everything. I can't imagine figuring this stuff, half of this stuff out on my own because it's just so oh. abstract and yeah. it's like, it's like a adventure game puzzle. How am I supposed to know to do this? You know, wait for fun. a Nintendo power to come out with yeah. the issue that and, tells you how to do it. Right. And that's really the only game I played besides overwatch. You know, the, the holiday event ended yesterday and I did not get nearly as many as the unlockables as I wanted, but that's all I've played. So that's all it for games. Um, it, Crushed, crushed the Netflix and streamables though. Um, nice. Man in the High, Man in the High Castle season two was recently released. We've watched all of that. Oh, um, gets a little more sci-fi than season one. 
Um, you know, I kind of kind of a mixed bag for me for most of the season, but the way it ends was definitely on a high note for me. So it kind of definitely you know won me back over as it progressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're a fan of of the show, you still enjoy. Um, the second season. Um, there was I did I finished. I don't remember if I talked about it prior to our last show. I did finish Luke Cage. Yeah, you did. I watched. Did. Okay, I did. I couldn't remember, so I got through that. I did finally start Westworld. I think I've watched three episodes of that. Um, really enjoy it. Um, it's weird and cool in all the ways that I was hoping. So, um, looking to looking forward to make my way through that, and then uh, a few movies on the way. Um, the Cap. Did I? I can't remember. This is another one I can't remember. Um, the Captive with Ryan Reynolds. It's a movie. It's on, uh, I think it's only on Amazon Instant Video. Um, his daughter is kidnapped, and then he, like, uh, causes marital strife, and then he really um, kind of goes above and beyond to try to get her back, and it kind of jumps. I, I feel like I did talk about it because it, it jumps around uh, chronologically a lot throughout the film. But it was still... If you did, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember it. It was like I think it's 2014. It was released. It's quite good. I recommend that. Uh, we watched Sully. That's on. Uh, we rented that on Amazon Prime. Uh, the new Tom Hanks film wasn't quite. Uh, it ended. I don't know. It was different than I expected, but it definitely. Um, I like the how it kind of shows what he was dealing with as a person after that event, and then just like what happened with the investigation into his actions and the whole flight. Um, Tom Hanks obviously a great actor, so um, we were, I, yeah, it was top notch, top notch. And then uh, another one we stumbled across, Devil's Knot. Uh, came across this on Netflix. I think it was 2015. Colin Firth and Reese Witherspoon star in this, and and when you watch it, you're definitely gonna get like a uh, making a murder vibe out of this. It it has like a 1997 murder of three eight-year-old boys in this small town i think it was in i want to say it was in arkansas and these three these uh, 1992 i think excuse me what's the date and these three these three teens are are pretty much kind of focused on the entire time because the one they like metal music and the one is like apparently uh um oh what's the not wick was it wiccan i can't remember for yeah, I think Pagan maybe, and so they you can just see like the the investigation only focuses on them and clearly like doesn't see other suspects or evidence and and it you know it tells kind of the story of the trial and what happens there and it was it, I mean it wasn't it wasn't amazing no but the story is quite um, compelling you know and it's definitely hmm. that same thing of a bungled you know investigation and procedure and makes you really question what our court system is really all about you know. And uh, finish things up with um, I, I hit up a ESPN 30 for 30 that I've been on my list forever called King's Ransom. It's a really short one. It's just over an hour, and it kind of tells the, the story of uh, Wayne Gretzky being traded from um, Edmonton to the Los Angeles Kings and how that kind of changed the sport. And Yeah, at the time, that was like a crazy thing to do, wasn't it? Yeah, because I mean, you use your franchise player. You don't just trade them. And like, I don't. I mean, that happened in like ninety. When did that trade go down? I think uh, eighty nine. Because I only remember Gretzky 
playing for the Kings. It wasn't until I got older I was like, oh, my gosh, he actually played for the Oilers? What's that? I mean, because he won all his cups there. Mm-hmm. And he never won a cup in L.A. But, yeah, they gave up, like, uh, I don't remember how many draft picks, a couple players, and, like, $15 million to, to land Gretzky. Because, I mean, the, the Oilers needed the money. And, um, you know, there was no salary cap back then. So oh, yeah, you know, teams true. could just, you know, pay, pay. And, yeah, it was just crazy. But by him doing that, you know, it definitely, like, the the sports popularity in that part of the country and in the States as a whole exploded. I mean, there's, what, three teams in Can- in uh, California alone. You've got Anaheim. You've got Los Angeles. You've got um, San Jose. Is there? I think that's it. I think that's it now. But, you know, I it's just insane that, you know, your you're, you're franchise player, arguably the best player in, in hockey ever, you know, you trade him away and then – your team kind of falls apart after that. I mean, they did win. I think <laughs> yes, they, they won. Did. I think they did win a cup after, um, after he's gone, or at least make it to the playoffs. I can't remember, but it was really short compared to the other thirty through thirties. But it and it was wasn't quite as easy to watch because it's a lot more just like interview heavy. I did suddenly. I did start watching um, uh, indie game the movie Game Over. You know, like the follow up, like companion one to that. Oh yeah, yeah. How is that? Which. Um, you know, I only got a little bit, like maybe twenty minutes or so into it, which basically the first section is just talking about Phil Fish and Videotron. Mm-hmm. I think that wasn't that the name of his, his company at the time, and it makes me, you know, really reminds me like it's interesting because in his video, in his interviews there, because I remember watching the first one, and he's very much has that thick Quebecois, that uh, French Canadian accent, you know, <laughs> yeah. and he doesn't, he wasn't talking like that at all. So I'm like, there's no way you don't just Unless he just learned to shut that off, but before he was all like, "Oh, what the? Why do I want to make this game for people? They do not understand my genius, <laughs> you know." And this one, he was just talking. I was like, "Oh," but then it just like infatuated me again with the whole Phil Fish story, you know, which is like, yeah, you know, obviously a very talented guy because Fez was a very popular game. Yeah, it took like what five years, four or five years to create, but that was a really awesome game, and you know, he had a lot of cool ideas. But unfortunately, you know, he was kind of a douchebag. Yeah. same time too but i think he's also a victim of letting the internet get to him as well yeah yeah and, that's what i and, thought and i tried to like see what he was up to now and i couldn't really couldn't find anything and i think he's still very much away from games i did seem it seems like he's a does some dj work now and he was like a i think it was uh he was djing at um some sort of event or something that that uh Double Fine was putting on or something like that is what I came across the internet. So Weird. Um, if anyone knows what Phil Fish is doing, you know, let me know. But that's as far as I got because um, it, it, like, talks about, like, a lot of his section is spent on that whole event when that guy asked him, you know, what they thought of, you know, it seems like a lot of them were influenced by, um, you know, Eastern games and what they thought about Japanese game design, and that's when he thinks, I think Japanese games suck. And then, and that created a you know a bunch of an uproar because everyone misconstrued his words and everything. But um, I hope to get through it sometime. And that's that's it. That's everything. I hope. Gosh, so much. So much. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. So I'll just get started with cleaning house, Jason. I'm cleaning house, or at least my Steam list. Too long oh have these sat on my list, taking up precious hard drive space. Uh, Tomb Raider 2013. Now, the thing about this game is that I started it. I've already beat it once on the 360. I started it again on the PC, and 
it just sat there and I didn't have the heart to uninstall it because I was too far to to do that and want to start over. And so mm-hmm. I finally said, you know what? I'm just going to make myself play it. And after I got into it about 30 minutes, I was starting to enjoy it again. It felt less like a chore. So I was really glad I did. I still love the game. I still want to get the, uh, what's the, the sequel rise of the tomb Raider, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which, um, still a little too expensive for me right now. It was on sale recently, uh, for 30, but I probably will wait until it drops another $10. Um, and then the other one was fallout four, which I got for Christmas last year. And I had to just kind of do what I did with assassin's creed, which is just forget all the side quest stuff or all the collectibles and all of the, the biggest problem with fallout four for me is the, uh, the ability to have the settlements and to build them up and stuff. I get too Mm. into doing that and not into actually doing the, the story. Um, so I I think I missed a little bit of the the content. I would say probably there's stuff out there that I didn't get a chance to to see. But um I just ran for the finish line on Fallout 4 and I'm okay with that because as I texted you when I finished it uh um if you're if you're going through it right now and you don't want to be spoiled then just skip ahead because I'm just I don't want to I'm not going to give a huge spoiler, but it might put you off from playing the rest of the game. Um, I felt like the ending kind of sucked balls because it was just like <laughs> you go through this thing um, where I ended up siding with with um, my with the the university or whatever it is, whatever it's called, um, which is very sciency based. And um, they're making these synths that look just like people and nobody trusts them because they think they're trying to infiltrate um, society from the inside and then break it down. Um, But I ended up siding with them for reasons I won't get into. And so you go through the rest of their, their storyline and then it just kind of ends and you get this, you get this like two minute little ending video and there was no really no real story implications. Um, maybe there's a little bit after that, but from what I've seen online, it's just kind of that's it, and then you go about your business. Um, mm. And so it's kind of let down because there's a lot of store like upfront story elements that that do resolve themselves, but in a very unclimactic and uncinematic fashion. So. I mean, I'm glad I played through it. It's a fun game. Don't get me wrong. It's just from a story aspect. I was just like, okay, I'm I'm glad I just ran to the finish line on this one. Um, so, I mean, take that as you will. Yeah. And end of spoiling rant. So I finished that game, got it uninstalled because that's a pretty big one as well. And so um, this next game I've ta- I think I've talked about before, but there's one big difference this time, Jason. Shadowrun Chronicles. Boston Lockdown. Now, I think oh, both of us. Yeah, we have a. We got this in. I think like we still, have, think we still have a key for it. If anyone wants. Yeah, probably. Um, well, I noticed like uh, 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 our friend Russ asked me if I wanted to play games and I didn't really feel like playing seven days to die. That's usually what we end up playing because we don't play very frequently. So we just kind of default to that. Well, I was like. You know, I've never I liked this game when I played it, but I played it single player and I know you can do co-op 
and it's a um, strategic uh, turn-based game. And I always wondered, like, how does that work when you're playing in co-op? So I said, you know, do you want to try this? And he was like, sure. Uh, so we, we hopped on and it turns out it works really well, actually. Uh, so what happens is, um, well, we'll I'm, use, I'm curious how that works for co-op. Well, we'll use the, um, the fourth or one of the last missions we did before we called it a night because it had four, uh, you had to have four people. So what happened was I chose a Shadowrun AI partner. Well, I shouldn't say AI cause you still control them, but like a higher on basically. And then he chose chooses a higher on for him. And then what happens is during our turn, we can take them collectively. So we all go at the same time, basically. So you can kind of stop and talk about it or you can just do whatever you want. And the only time it, it doesn't let you do anything is when somebody's taking an action. So if I start to move, then my turn will or my movement turn will complete before you can do anything again. But other than that, like anybody can take their turn at any time. So instead of you know, so-and-so goes first, then so-and-so, then so-and-so it's mm-hmm. your team goes, then the other team goes, then your team goes. And I really liked that because I felt like it gave us options kind of like a board game almost where you could just talk about how you want to enter a room or what skills you want to uh, use or uh, you know, should we, should we take down this guy or that guy? Well, let's see, let's see if I can hit this guy, even though I have a really good chance oh, I didn't end up killing him. All right, you take him out, you know, that type of thing. So it works really well. And in my mind, I thought it was going to go really slowly, but it doesn't at all. It it was uh, much better uh, with somebody else to play uh, to play with than when I just played by myself. So I was very impressed by it, honestly. Um, oh, cool. We didn't get very far, but, uh, you know, I think we'll I think we'll treat it almost like a co-op single player game. And uh, I'll just save it for whenever he can grab or get on again and we'll pick up and uh, play from where we left off. So I'm very surprised by by how well that worked. Um, So uh, that kind of ends my video game uh, thing, uh, games that I played. Uh, So we'll get into the movies, I suppose. Now I watched two really big ones, uh, actual movies. I mean, when I say really big ones, I don't mean like five hour epic. Uh, one of them was Finding Dory, Jason. Um, the, Ooh. I, 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 it's not really a sequel. It's more like, it's more like Rogue One. It's the Rogue One of, <laughs> of the Finding series, I guess, because it's it's got the same characters. It's in the same universe, but it's not like, I don't know. It's not really a proper sequel so much because it talks about Dory and who she was as a kid, how they met up. And like where she's from. And so it's all about her trying to find her parents. And it also talks about her forgetfulness and, and everything. And it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I mean, I, I, I was looking forward to it anyway, but especially, you know, Pixar movies, they're always going to be good. But to a certain extent, um, I don't know, whenever I see a kid's movie, I'm kind of like, all right, is this going to is this going to be boring or will it be interesting? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it didn't knock my socks off, but it was good. Uh, I enjoyed it. So if you're thinking about watching it, you, you should, if you liked finding Nemo, um, I almost liked this one better to be honest. I genuinely laughed at a couple of parts. So um, I definitely recommend it. Uh, and then the other one we actually watched on Danette's birthday is uh, star Trek beyond. And I hadn't, Ooh. 
had a chance to see that yet. I liked both of the other Star Treks, even though I'm not really a Trekkie at all. Um, and I thought this one was pretty good. Um, I kind of felt like the bad guy in this one wasn't really that bad. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there wasn't enough development there. There is a story. There's a backstory to, to him, but it's presented in a way where you just kind of find out and then, and then you're like, Oh, okay, well now we really got to take care of him or something. He doesn't really do anything sinister or anything like that. So I don't know. I I felt like it didn't really, I don't know. Again, it didn't really um, amaze me or uh, I don't Mm -hmm. know. It wasn't, I, I guess it wasn't really a step up from, any of the other ones. So a solid series, but I didn't think that it was any better than any of the other two. So I think still the first one is probably the best just because it, I don't know. It just, you know, changed that changed Star Trek into more of a modern yeah. uh, thing. Cause it always, I always remember Star Trek as being kind of a plotting slow, um, you know, story driven thing where, it it just I don't know it just seemed less fantastical I guess even though I will say this Star Trek Beyond featured many 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 more aliens than uh, Rogue One did so oh um, it does have that on 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 uh, Star Wars and then lastly two TV shows I won't go too far into them because we follow suit Jason apparently we just watch what you tell us to watch because they are Friday night tykes which i believe i think you talked about on the show right i've talked about it but i've actually never watched it oh i thought you had watched it okay no um so friday night tykes is about the tyfa football league which is the in texas it's a texas youth football association i guess um and it is the number one competitive rocket football, basically, uh, league in the U.S. I don't know if that's according to them or if it actually is, but it is very competitive. And I guess the draw is that you have it follows four or five teams and their coaches and some of the players who are like eight to ten years old and... I mean, they are hard on these kids. Like, I can't believe anybody wants to play because they're swearing in front of these kids. You know, F this, F that. Um, Telling them, I don't care if you have to put this kid in the ground. You hit him as hard as you can. And, I mean, I understand to a certain extent that that's just competitive sport talk. But these are 8- to 10-year-old kids who... I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, Jason, but sometimes when you talk to kids of that age, they kind of get this glazed look in their eye when they stop, either stop listening or stop (laughs) understanding what you're saying to them. And so all these kids, you know, they, you got your coach who's like at halftime and we're down, we're down by, um, however many points. And he's like, you know, you gotta, you gotta look into yourself and you gotta understand that you gotta put in the work. If you want to win this game, you know, blah 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 and they're all just like eating orange slices and looking around at the ground and i don't know i just feel like these coaches are like people who wanted to coach in the at a college league or something like that and then never had a chance to because mm. they're just like way into it um but it i mean it it, it is it's interesting we watched the entire first season so which is 10 episodes plus a kind of retrospective 
uh, Going for episode. Some parenting advice, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, it just well, yeah, and then you, of course, you have the parents as well in the stands who some of them, of course, are just you know helicopters just hovering over their kid. Um, it's just it's just kind of like a train wreck that you get to watch every episode. It's uh, and and to be fair, there are some coaches on some of the teams that are doing very good things, especially for some of the inner city kids who, you know, they might not have uh, a lot going at home or they might not have an avenue to, to do, you know, work out their frustrations or do anything um, not creative, but anything that positive with this energy that they have, whether it's from, you know, being frustrated or being bullied or, or just energy you know, whatever it is. So there are some positive things on this um, that I can see. So I can see both sides, but it is a little, it's a little bit, it can be too much at times. Uh, so that's Friday Night Tykes. And then the other one is Captive, which I know you've talked about, unless I'm going crazy, is the uh, show, uh, the Netflix original that deals with people who have been, um, captives in one way or the other not necessarily kidnapped like spoiler the... I, I haven't watched that either oh i thought you have no i could have swore you talked about it last last uh the, last ryan episode. reynolds movie i talked about is the captive yeah i know which i was i was i made uh, sure never, not never to... never watched that show huh well okay i guess i'll go into this too all right well there's not much to it, it people who have been held captive either like the first episode, it was really interesting because I was expecting a kidnapping scenario and it ended up being a prison riot that took, uh, that took captives, um, and hostages. So that was really interesting, uh, to, to watch. And then I think we're on the, we watched the second episode, which was, uh, a, a kidnapping in Brazil. So you get a lot of different, scenarios each episode is kind of its own thing but they all are related thematically and uh you get to hear from not just the captives themselves but you also get to hear from some of the captors as it were so like in the first episode you heard from some of the inmates who were kind of the head of this this uh riot that eventually led to taking hostages and stuff so it's kind of cool to see um, both sides of it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're all going to be like that, but, uh, you know, I, either way, I don't ever want to be taken captive. I know that much. I didn't have to learn that from the document documentary. I already knew it. So it's pretty good. It's pretty heavy though. It's not as easy as like Friday night tykes. We got through really easily cause it's, it's light, you know, it's fluff. You can just watch it and you don't care if you missed 10 minutes of it or whatever, but captive is pretty heavy. So uh, I would treat it like any documentary where if you don't feel like watching something serious, I wouldn't throw captive on. (laughs) So uh, that's it. That's everything, man. Uh, I'm sure I did other things, but those are the main things. Um, The important things as it were, Jason. Yes. The important things. Well, speaking of important things, how about an overclocked remix to, Take away um, our pain and set us up. Should it be, success. should it be Christmas themed? No, 
we already played the ultimate Christmas themed remix. It's Christmas true. is now is is done and gone. So. Well, I will spin the giant wheel. Oh, remix. I hope it comes to be the Sonic Three popsicle. Ooh, almost right on the uh, right on the money. No, it's a uh, Secret of Mana, which I feel like we didn't we we uh, featured that game not too long ago. If I remember yeah, correctly, we have. Yes, we have. Uh, Frozen yes. Rose, Jason. Ooh, so close, so close. Two Man. away. There's Two always away. next week. Always next week. All right. As Lucas has stated, our remix this week comes from Secret of Mana. It's called Frozen Rose. Our remixer is Rosalvian. 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 Um, it samples the or promotes or samples or remixes, whatever you want to say. Um, the songs Harvest November and Phantom and A Rose. Um, it was posted on the 29th of December, and it was evaluated by, wow, Larry O.G. himself, Lion Yay. Tamer. So there you go. This is Secret of Man of Frozen Rose, and like always, if you like this remix, you can check it out and lots, lots more. Just visit ocremix.com.
And we are back from Overclocked Remix, and I know this is the moment you all have been waiting for, and you're probably thrilled to know that, oh, I don't, I don't, there's not a show in between, it's just the next show, I get to hear those Flexibos guys talk about this Christmas spectacular, and yes, that is a Christmas horror story. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, it's an, and, it, well, I don't even know what to say about it. I don't even know what to say, but let's say this. It's a film that Netflix <laughs> describes as this. Ooh. We'll give you both descriptions. You decide which is better. Okay. This anthology features a quartet of holiday-themed horror tales, including Santa battling zombie elves and demonic Krampus stalking a naughty family. Okay. And actually, that's we, we get that in both descriptions. Both variants, so that's the only. Uh, oh, they went. That, they went with both on that one, huh? Yep, that's all you get. So that's the only description. So I would say that's fairly on. apt. Yeah, I would say yeah. that's very apt, actually. So really, why I was I I turned to this because I was like, oh, anthology. We get you know some four shorter stories that'll help keep my interest. If it's bad, then at least it'll you know top back and forth. Yeah, and it won't be, you know, it won't. Uh, if you don't like one story, you'll have three others to make up for it or something. Right. Right, so there, it's it, it, in a way, it's kind of like bookended by uh, William Shatner, who is a radio host, and he's doing like a was it Christmas Eve? I don't remember. Yeah, it was Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, okay. And he's kind of he all loves Christmas and that and that, and then I guess you know, like the stories jump back and forth, but kind of deal with what he's talking about at the time. So we have four stories, which deals with Santa prepping um, on Christmas Eve. When one of his elves like is like noticeably wrong, who ends <laughs> yeah. up ends up dying in z- zombie zombified and it spreads throughout the workshop. So Santa has to battle the elves. Um, another story was uh, two a family husband and wife and their son going to get this Christmas tree and they go off into private property, take this tree. The son disappears, and they bring back what they think their son is, but is it? Uh, third story is this horrible family that doesn't get, really get along. They're all nasty in their own ways. Go to visit a strange family member. And they learn what Christmas spirit really is about. And the last film uh, deals with uh, these. There's this, like, uh, at a school, there was this killing. And these teenagers have to go. They're going to go investigate and make their little pro- class project about what had took place. And you'll never believe what happens next. <laughs> no, you won't. So there's there's the four films. I don't really want to go through. I don't. I don't know if I really want to go through plot by plot through any of these because, like, not a whole lot happens. And I think we'll cover enough in our likes and dislikes to really, to talk about it. Um, I w- I will say this though. Was there was there a particular one that stood out more to you that you enjoyed more than the others? That I enjoyed more than the others. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, probably, I would say probably the one with the, the changeling thing. Yeah, that was that was cool. I, I, I enjoy, I, not so much the elves part of it, but I thought the idea of Santa fighting zombies was just cool. <laughs> yeah, that that had yeah. uh, a nice action-y element to it. Yeah. Um, what about so you? So I guess, I mean, I guess we can just, let's just do our, we can just, roll this into our likes and I okay. guess I would say like mm, you know I, I like that it was an anthology film you know I like that we had the short 
the quick hits to keep my 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 hyperactive my <laughs> yeah. disinterest going you know i was able to so if I was getting tired of one story, I was I could get pulled back into the, another. You know, I don't. Um, well, I mean, let's I'd... let's face it here. There's not a whole lot here that this is not like this is like Wolf Cop in a way. You know, it's just like <laughs> yes, it's it it's like it's like it's visual fodder. You know, it's something you can throw on, not pay attention to. It was just a kind of a not so much fun, and I don't. It, but it was like a, a fun. For me, it was like a weird spin on holidays, and I was like, "Oh, you know, it was kind of fun to watch something like this mm-hmm. during Christmas." You know, and it was it was it scary at all? No, was it over? It wasn't even really like overly gory or anything either. But it was just you know like horror themed, which kind of was kind of fun for me. Yeah, and well, I was gonna say, it's nice that it's an anthology because either one, any of these stories alone, especially one of them, would not have stood up. Oh no! Uh, as as just a a movie, so at least not without a lot of more a lot more effort put into no uh, into the story. So I I would agree with you there. Yeah. I thought the quality I, mean, I thought the quality was pretty good. Yeah, I think like the the visual effects were all right, but I thought like you know, when the actual like practical effects were needed, and like the makeup on Krampus was really well done. That's where they spend all their money. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And I think, like, from a you know, a stand like the a visual standpoint, yeah. I mean, it looked, um, you know, it didn't look like it was a cheap, you know, cheaply made film. I don't know what the budget was or anything like that, but I mean, it wasn't. Uh, it doesn't look like crap, at least. Yeah, it wasn't that that shitty look that I was expecting from a low budget horror film. Wasn't shot with an iPhone, you know. That's true. And there wasn't a lot of walking around town with fat beats going on in the background. No. No. Um, no we're not. I yeah. Mean, anything I, else that you can think of that really I did, stood out to you? I, mean, I, I it's, did. It's, it's a limited, limited thing here. We're talking. Yeah. About. Yeah. I mean, let's let's face it. I'm gonna have a lot more dislikes and nitpicks, but mm-hmm. uh, I I would say that to a certain extent, like you said, and I don't mean to just agree. You know, just. Yes, and but uh, I do think that I I appreciate the fact that they tried to do something different, especially when you think like come coming from the the Santa Claus fighting uh, zombies thing that was done. It kind of reminded me of uh, Abraham Lincoln versus vampires or whatever the hell (laughs) vampire slayer that's what it was yeah like if you like that cheesy stuff like cheesy for the sake of cheesy and you know it's goofy and everything then i can get i can mostly get behind that type of thing um so yeah i do i do like that it was it was coming from a, a different angle so to speak and uh also that it kind of it had saint nick in there but it also had krampus you know it also had this this uh these other two stories that weren't really related to christmas that that it, indirectly related to christmas i guess i should say um so i do appreciate that it wasn't just like santa claus killing zombies or whatever uh-huh, um uh-huh. but you know other than like i said it, it's put together pretty well other than that i mean uh, i i i can't say a whole lot else about it it, that it that no. is good. 
No. So that's it for me for likes, I think. Okay. Uh, I think that's about all we can really okay. stretch out of that category. How about dislikes? Now, I'm going to just say an easy dislike for me is that entire story about the kids in the school. I yes. That one yes. Was just, it's, just, it's just typical horror genre cliche. It has one of the most awkward scenes in the film. That was that was one that was the story that made me all the rest of them were okay about this, but that was the one that made me wonder what the tone of this movie was supposed to be because everything else was kind of silly, but this one had like actual jump a jump scare in it, and like you said, an awkward ghost rape scene and, and everything yeah. like that's the one that kind of brought everything to a is this supposed to be a joke level or is this trying to be a real scary movie? You know yeah, what I mean? And, and it's very much every um, typical low budget horror movie you've ever seen. Is yeah. Essentially what it is. This does. Um, um, what's, what's one of yours? What do you got? What well, do you, got? you, that was, that was definitely going to be my number one. Um, I I don't know. Damn it! I had I, that was going to be my number one, so now I forgot what I was going to say. But I have breaking stuff. I have breaking news that needs to be interrupt your. Oh, that's process. fine. Tell me. I'm on Netflix, and you must know that uh, Mr. Gay is on Netflix. Ah, Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher. Yes. Yes. A flexpose past favorite from our childhood. Or as I I like to call that movie, another Stephen King movie where the things turn into aliens at the end. (laughs) It's like everything's an alien from another planet. Um, Gosh, I don't know. Like the like I said, the the tone of some of these were weird. I think some of the visual effects were were hit and miss. Like Krampus looked really good. But then when he was caught, like when he caused that car accident and he ran in front of the in front of the uh the car he looked terrible and anytime they were in the car driving terrible (laughs) look i mean it looked like a 90s movie from that perspective uh and then that guy who played the dad the actor who played the dad i'm sure he's terrible car commercials before or something but then i looked (laughs) i looked and he's done um he's done um a couple other like notable movies you know small parts obviously Mm -hmm. but um, he was not good uh, when he got when he got hurt and he was like, did I get shot? But when like they were moving him or something happened and he was supposed to convey pain oh, and it God. was about yeah. as realistic as me going, ouch, ouch, ouch. Don't do that. It hurts. His <laughs> like, son was, was also so very annoying. I'm yeah. glad he went missing. <laughs> yeah, that kid was stupid. Typical uh, inks filled crap head. Crap yeah. bag, crap bag. Oh, um, you know what? One of I I do have a likes that I missed. I oh. I actually I really did like, and I did not expect the twist at the end that kind of brought everything together. Oh, like the, yeah, the yeah. whole the whole the conclusion of the Santa. Because at first, you know, when you get the fight, the big fight at the end of the Santa storyline, and get like, okay, I can buy into this. I'll just pretend I'm watching one of those crappy, um, you know, like gods of olympus movies or whatever yeah That's yeah, the, yeah you know the vibe i got it's like okay i'm gonna I'm, I'm all in let's go i'm in santa's corner and then all of a sudden i was like oh 
So that's how they tie. They taught. They brought the Shatner thing full circle. This is like, oh wow, I did not see that coming. I was like, oh, you know what? That's my. I do find that to be mildly interesting. I yeah, did like I didn't that, see that, it coming that was either. The approach. I, like I didn't see that at all. Like, I just thought Santa had a job at a radio station. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, you yeah, know, right. He's just really covering up the fact uh, that he's Santa Claus by writing "fuck Christmas" when he's asked how how he's. <laughs> you know how right. excited he is about the Christmas season. Um, yeah, I that that ghost man, that ghost one was bad. Oh, that was yeah. what it was. The makeup for the ghost girl was awful as well. Oh God, yes, yes. It was. She it looked, looked like, like a normal like person. Student film. Not, yeah. not no offense on student films, but it looked like student film. Yeah, like zero budget. Um filmmaking right there because it was kind of scary not scary but it, it was kind of in the the scary genre when you didn't see her really but then when you do get to see her you're expecting maybe like a uh um uh the ring type girl or something like that mm-hmm. and instead you get mm-hmm. what looks like cheap makeup on a girl who doesn't look that haunting at all um I will say this though, there were, as far as I could tell, there were no stretched open mouths, which seems to be a new like go to. Everybody's mouth is stretched open and it looks yep. really scary. Um, so yeah, I I guess my yeah my biggest problem with this is just it is cheesy overall. Like everything is just just has a hint of cheese on it, and I kind of feel like the Krampus story was a little bit of a throwaway as well. Um. Mm-hmm. Just because it it didn't seem fully fleshed out. It was just like, oh, we're going to go here. And then Krampus happens because yep. that's that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, I almost. Why not? Yeah. I almost. I don't know if I would have liked this better as because I was expecting sort of like VHS. Because I know we said we had mentioned that. I almost was expecting oh, yeah, yeah. stories yeah. That, that just kind of start and end like chapters mm-hmm. almost. So I don't know if I'd like it better that way or not, but having it all mixed in that one really stands out as having like the least amount of story put into it. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess that would be a nitpick of mine if we want to move yeah. into the nitpicks is, is I, I don't know if it would have been better one way or the other, but I feel like, it would be worth a shot to have it the other way because then you would see how how much li- how little development happened in some of these stories. Like yeah. with the ghost one and the Krampus one, especially it was just we go here, then this thing happens, and yeah, then they, we they, die. They couldn't, they wouldn't be able to function on their own, on their own without. Ooh. How about you? you got any any nitpickies? Um, not. I can't think of anything I would just nitpick, I guess. Other than the fact that William Shatner appears to be in this A for a paycheck, but just to somehow lend some legitimacy to <laughs> the whole production. He was the best actor, honestly. Yeah. He came, he showed up for a day, uh, for one day, and did all of his studio, because uh, he's supposed to be in a radio studio, and uh, said all of his lines, collected his paycheck, and left. Yeah. Good yeah. for him, I guess. Yep. He's yep. like, hey, it's not a Star Trek convention, so sure. <laughs> right. 
What about you? Well, other than yeah, other than the the order of them, I mean, I don't know. Just there's not a lot of substance here, and and that would have been okay, like you said, that would have been okay if it was the actiony uh, Santa Claus fighting off zombies and, and stuff like that. But and like I think back to last year, last year's Netflixation. I think it was last year anyway, where we watched like Saint Saint Nick or whatever it's called, the weird. Oh, it's called the uh, Saint. Was it was Saint Nick? But then I think the Saint. It, was yeah, the actual. It was a foreign move, move <laughs> foreign move. It was a foreign move. It was a very foreign move, uh, foreign movie, and like that one. As as crappy as it kind of was, I could get behind it because it had like the action fight sequences and it was kind of goofy and it stood up to a certain extent on its own. But here, I don't know. There's just not enough for me to dive to invest enough interest into any one story to care about any of them really. So I I think I almost feel like it should have just been St. Nick versus Krampus or something like that. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I think that was, that was definitely the strongest of the, yeah. Which is sad because you don't get to see a lot of it. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's definitely weird. Let's put it that way. It's 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 yeah. interesting to watch just because of how freaking weird it is. So, yeah. So to that extent, uh, yeah, likes, dislikes, nitpicks. I don't think I have any more that I could. All right. Well, let's jump into the IMDb. Sure. Fun facts. This should be interesting. Uh, the film takes place in the fictional town of Bailey Downs, which is where the Ginger Snaps films take place as well. That's the name of the suburb where the Allison clone in Orphan Black TV series takes place. I have not okay. watched Orphan Black. Um, I'm familiar with it. I'm not familiar with Ginger Snaps. So let's see. Uh, Ginger Snaps is a cult film, teen film from 2000. Uh, it looks like. I'm not sure. It's a 2000 Canadian horror film directed by John Fawcett. Um which he also was involved with this film. The film focuses on two teenage sisters who have a fascination with death. The title is a pun on the cookie ginger snap. So there you go. Uh, this was intentional as the filmmakers were responsible for the ginger snaps films, and director John Fawcett is one of the creators of Orphan Black. Um, I've stumbled across Orphan Black on Netflix a few times. Yeah, that's where I've seen it from. I haven't done anything with it. Speaking of Netflix, do you remember the the the, seri- the movie um, REC? Wreck, yeah, short, yeah, because there's like four of them now. Yeah, and it, it started out as like a, you know, it was a Spanish film, but then they they made the English version, which started off as like a really cool spin on the zombie genre because it was the whole like the whole camera kind of found, found footage, footage thing. thing. Yeah. Now it's like it looks like there's a fourth version I see on Netflix, and now I'm like, wow, it's gone straight like res- route of Resident Evil. It just looks so <laughs> yeah. Well, now. it doesn't help. It's called Wreck for Apocalypse. Just like they Compl- did with Resident Evil. Completely off topic, but I couldn't help but comment on its stupidity. Well, it's, Our other it's fun movies. fact is Shatner's mug features a picture of Cuddle Cat from episode 6 of Darknet. I have no idea what Darknet is. Let's look what Darknet is. It is uh Darknet TV show. I feel like I've heard of it, at least. 
in the 21st century, most people use the Internet on a daily basis, but there is more to the worldwide network than what is at its surface. This documentary series explores that often disturbing darker side of the Internet. The dark web, as it's known, was originally intended to be blah, 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 blah. Uh, okay. So it's, I'm ass- well, there's. I'm assuming that's – well, that might not be it. I think it's this one. Ah, oh, here we go. Sorry. That's not the correct one. <laughs> that one sounds way cooler than what this yep. is going to be. Darknet is a Canadian horror series that ran from October 2013 to March 2014. It's an adaptation of the Japanese series Torehada. The series has been described as being composed of snippets of people's lives being interrupted by vivid instances of unexpected violence or shocking strangeness. And each episode consists of several interlocking stories. The series set up allowed for users to submit their own scripts and videos to the official series social media sites after the season's end. Uh, first episode released on October 31st. Blah, 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 blah. So there you go. Shatter's Mug features a picture of Cuddle Cat from episode 6 of Darknet, written by James Key, who also wrote the Krampus in the Woods storyline of A Christmas Horror Story. The one that we... Oh, no, no, no. Because other... I guess that wouldn't be the... That would be the... Uh, that shitty family who went... Yeah. And got attacked by Krampus. Right, yep. right, right. So there you go. Uh, we have no listener feedback because they avoided this like the plague. <laughs> uh, Netflix guess for you was a three. It looks yep. like a two and a half for myself. Lucas, what are you going to give this? Uh, I'm going to give it a two. It has a few merits, but honestly, and, and uh, funnily, funnily enough, it wasn't really that hard for me to watch. Mm-mm. But so it was entertaining. It just isn't very good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. Like, a three is, like, I can't give it a two and a half because Netflix doesn't let you do that. I can't give it a three because that's just too much. So I think a two is pretty fair. Two is the order of the day. Yeah, I mean, like, I I still really enjoyed, like, I could watch Santa fight, especially since the elves said stupid shit every time they attack. I'm like, oh, Oh, I'm going to kill you, fat man, and stuff like that, which was just kind of I don't want a fucking cookie! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And stuff like that. I mean, I could watch a whole movie just based on Santa fighting zombies. I think that's hilarious. But uh, I was surprised um, no reindeer like came into play. Yeah, I point. actually kind of like the costume design for him too as Santa. You know, I had the short beard. I like the costume. He had that like the Saint Nick staff that he had sharpened, and he was just like cutting off scalp. <laughs> yeah, he had a he had a smashing. Jedi uh, Jedi um, braid on his temple there. When his hat was off, he had this weird braid coming off the side of his hat. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, so there you go. So two's all around then. I, yep. I think that sounds about right. So, Lucas, do you have something picked for us um, for the next time? I do. Well, it kind of leads us into Community Grab Bag in which uh, a, a listener had suggested a movie. So what? that is what we're going to go with. What? So if this sucks and you hate it, do not blame me. Uh, We're n- watching a, <laughs> a listener-submitted film? Yes, and it's a major motion picture release instead of some indie thing that nobody's ever heard of. Uh, the movie is called Lucky Number Slevin. I remember this coming out. I never watched it, but I remember the name because I thought it was the stupidest thing on Earth until <laughs> Too Fast and Too Furious or whatever. Uh, who knows which one came out first? Time is like as an amorphous blob that we cannot know for sure. Uh, well, anyways, can I get the, I have the, the, the one, the, um, explanation when you click on it open, 
I don't know if I can get back to the other one. So I'll just give you that one. Oh, wait. Here we go. So, lucky number 11. Netflix describes it as this. No one is quite who they seem in this ensemble of wacky criminals. Mistaken identity can be a real killer. Oh, I see what they did there. This one's this other one's much better. So if you click on it, you get while checking out of the apartment of his missing friend, Nick Fisher, a drifter is mistaken for Nick by thugs and forced to participate in a murder. So at least that tells you what the hell this movie is going to be about. Right. The other one. Josh Hartnett leads an all star cast that includes Bruce Willis and Oscar winners Ben Kingsley and Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Starring Josh Hartnett, Bruce Willis. Morgan Freeman. Why this movie is exciting, burst? violent, that's sexual. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't say sexual. I have a four stars. Uh, four and a half for me. Oh well, you. Just I had previously. I had previously rated it a four, so I'm. It's too interesting to see if I still will enjoy it that much or not. Yeah, this came I out in two thousand six. Anything about this? So. Yeah, it came out. Ten well, basically ten years ago. So, I don't blame you for not remembering. Reminds me of another weird movie, Reindeer Games. Ben Affleck. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. There you go. Got to watch and so, find out. So, Josh, thank you for this admission. Do you find it weird too that like Civil War is on Netflix? Marvel Civil War, Captain America Civil War is on Netflix. Yeah, already. Well, it's weird because it seems like most of but Disney why can't is I, on Star. Why can't I get? Why can't I get Thor: The Dark World? I don't know because I because I still haven't seen Thor: The Dark World, or or even Thor isn't on there. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Oh, gosh, I don't. Speaking of which, this looks amazing. I search Thor, and you get I Am Thor, a 2015 documentary. He tried living like a mere mortal, but it didn't stick. Decades after fairy, fading into obscurity, a heavy metal god returns. <laughs> and then the other description is formal bodybuilder John Michael Thor became a rock star in the 1970s and after a disappointing retirement attempts to regain his, hevel, his heavy metal glory. How awesome does that sound? I'm going to watch it right after these podcasts. You know, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't rent Thor anywhere. I mean, you can't uh, stream it. You can only rent it. So I don't know what the deal with that is. Yeah, it, it was on, um, it was on HBO Go for a while and I didn't. Uh, you didn't missed it. On it. Yeah, I missed it. Oh man, he kind of looks like, uh, it looks like Vigo in some of these pictures, the Carpathian. Oh boy. I might have to watch that at some point down the road because it just looks absolutely ridiculous. Well, absolutely ridiculous. Anywho, Josh, thank you for sending that to us. And now we depart into the grab bag. The danger zone? Mm-hmm. That smooth yaws. You love it? I, I do. It. Fun fact: I went to the holiday party and stuff was on. I have uh, I have a nice jazzy remix of a bunch of NES theme songs, so I had that play in the background, and nobody knew it was video game music. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly have a, a feeling of playing Chrono Trigger. I don't, I don't even know what that is or why I want to play it, but I do. All right. Uh, starting off with a uh, friend of the show, Kevin Austin, is up on Twitter and says, "Hey." 
Now that we're into 2017, what are your New Year's resolutions, gaming-related and otherwise? Lucas, what you got? Well, I mean, I don't have a lot, to be honest. I've done that before, and why well, set my myself up for failure, right? But I, I suppose... <laughs> kind of an unofficial one is that I want to get through more of my steam, my steam backlog, which I've kind of started to do, but I just have a lot of stuff on there. I need to, I need Mm -hmm. to just play and I want to play. It's just, I have a bad time with sticking to one game. I kind of, I need to like learn to play something when I feel like playing it and then writing that until I'm done with the game instead of trying to like stretch it out as long as possible because I've got plenty of other stuff to get to so Uh, other than I guess the only other thing would be to finally do some of the stuff around the house that we've been planning on doing Um, our dishwasher broke down recently so we got to get a new one of those but I mean I have projects sitting around the house that have gone unfinished and so I need to get those done as well Uh, that's about it really how about you um, you know, um, I actually, I don't usually come up with New Year's resolution, resolutions, but, you know, I'm like, you know, I don't really eat terribly, but I just don't do anything, so I'm like, I need to get a little more active, you know, I, I stopped going to the gym when I switched jobs, so I haven't worked out in forever, so I'd like just to get a little more active in my lifestyle, you know, be that, you know, just walking on the treadmill, and I would like to get a routine going with my total gym, just because I can do some basic Work out some basic muscle groups with that, just to not, to, I don't know, tone up a little bit. I guess I don't really have any super goals in mind. I just want to, you know, exercise is good. Need to don't want full on dad, don't want a full on dad bod. I don't, not so much feel myself slipping. I mean, I'm not, uh, I don't know. I'm happy with myself. I just you know, always, you know, always can do a little better. I'd like to just, uh, you know, get in a little better shape, and then you know, obviously when it uh, warmer out again, maybe I can start running again as far as gaming go i don't i don't think i have any gaming related um resolutions like that i'd like to have like you know yeah i can hit the backlog and stuff like that but ever since i uh reformatted and like uninstalled half of everything like i it's out of sight out of mind i just don't care anymore you know i mean like yeah i, I guess if i'll have one i was like uh play the shadow run games you know mm-hmm. I just do that because I'd, I'd like to get through those sometime but Excellent. You should. I should. I heard they're good. Um, uh, they're good. Moving on. Uh, Josh Bones. We just had a touch on that. Lucky number eleven. Active Netflix. Solid Netflixation movie, and it has been added. Thank you, Josh. Again. Uh, this guy, Michael McDonald. Can you make your new outro? Well, that brings another episode of Flux to Pose to a Flux to Close. Oh, I see what you did there. I told him. We better not become fluxta hosers. Ooh, speaking of that, there's our next Netflixation movie, right? No. Yoga hosers. No. no, no. I started ten no. minutes of that and I said no. Oh, you that. actually tried it. It was, ugh, it was bad. I tried. I was um. Is this, waiting. Was this just an excuse for Kevin Smith to put his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter in a movie? Basically. Probably. I, I have a feeling. Is it better? So is it worse? Because I, I still haven't watched. Uh, I still haven't watched Tusk. Okay, is it? Well, I got through Tusk. Of course, I was oh, sitting no. in a movie Tusk, theater. Tusk isn't available to stream anymore. You missed your I chance. I'll never watch it. Oh, man, you're really missing out, let me tell you. 
I have to watch Human Centipede instead. <laughs> I uh, that actually might be a better movie. Sadly, uh, I think it's just I think he just wants to keep coming up with ideas on his podcast and then like doing them as like a huge joke to say, uh, I don't have to try very hard to make movies. I can just do them if I want yeah. to. Can I say that the 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 fact that uh, the 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 thumbnail of Creep is the the wolf mask is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed they've been changing them around lately. Yeah, it's very they weird. They rotate. Hmm. Um, it's a good one, Creep. We'll think about it, Michael. We'll think yeah. about it. We'll see no if problems. we can remember. We'll think about it. Um. All right. Uh, Dan Anthony comes with the cuts. He nice. He shared a nice Matthew Stafford gift with me when it was uh, after the Redskins lost and again the Lions lose their way into the playoffs um, <laughs> can, and he asked this can they combine two average places and become better than average and he quoted a tweet from the Detroit Free Press which was hashtag breaking downtown Detroit to get the world's first which is uh, downtown Detroit it's like the part of the project where they're building the new Red Wings arena um, to get the world's first combination IHOP and Applebee's restaurant I mean, it has to be like uh, Voltron, right? The more you put together, the better it gets. Hell right? no! Right. I'm looking at. I I do like IHOP. I love IHOP pancakes. Oh, so good. I'm thinking that it's just gonna be a real cluster. Now, I do still refer to I I still consider Applebee's to be like the Nickelback of restaurants. However, like when I go there and I order something, it's generally not bad. I just never go there. Like. The only I've, time I go there is like my dad, like because you know my parents live in Greenville, and like the only good restaurant there is an Applebee's. So that's true. They, they'll go there, and you know if they go out, go out to eat for my grandpa's or my dad's birthday, we go to Applebee's, and I'm like, okay, and I get something from there. Otherwise, I never go there. But well, the thing about Applebee's is, if you want like an actual dinner, I feel like don't go there. If you want, <laughs> if you want a burger or something, that's fine. Or if you want like drinks and an appetizer, do they still that's have fine. the quesadilla burger? I don't know. I haven't been there in a while. I haven't. I haven't been there in years. Probably now that I think about it, we stopped going, dude. Because like we've always had bad. I, I don't know. Every time, Danette likes to get a lot of the pasta dishes, and she's like, "I just feel like I could have made this at home better," or it just. Well, that's a lie. First of all. Or oh, it's a good <laughs> thing she doesn't listen. Or uh, just like. You can imagine them like getting a bunch of these these entrees shipped to them in a box, all frozen, you know, and then they just throw it in a microwave and then put it on a plate and give it to you. Like it's it's good, good enough. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like why spend 15 bucks on something that right isn't really prepared like normal food would be prepared. It's pre- it's like a really good airplane meal. So we kind of stopped going because of that. We have the same problem with Chili's. Any of those kind of mid-grade restaurants? Yeah, Chili's is all right. I like TGI Fridays a lot. Yeah, I haven't been there much, but when we went that one time, it was pretty good. I mean, I would never say no to any of these restaurants. It's just not But you're not going to go out of your way to get there. Right, yeah. exactly. So I hop still where it's at. Oh. Yeah, I hop is fine. You can't go wrong with breakfast food. Let's just... Shitty coffee and some... All you can eat pancake stacks. Bring it. Uh, the French toast. Mmm. Mm. Uh, Graham hit us up on Twitter as well. G Ham, G Ham Ox fourteen. If you didn't already speak about it, did you 
buy much on the Steam sale. Spoiler, <laughs> I bought nothing. I, I know. bought absolutely nothing. It was great because, uh, you know, I would get the alerts on my phone and be like, oh, yeah. And then, but I was out of town and stuff, so I just never paid attention. It was great because I don't think I bought anything on the summer sale either. Or if Look I did, at you. If I did, I might have. I mean, I'm more apt to buy something on, like, good old games or something where it's, where it's like a dollar for something I've wanted for a long time, but you're like the anti-gamer yeah yeah, yeah. let's see you know you'll get the notification in the app and you'll get the email that you know especially if it's on your wish list and it's like hey something on your wish list is on sale but then i'm like yeah but there's already i finally you come to the point where it's like yeah but there's like literally 50 other games i still haven't even played so just because it's so hard because you're like well it's such a good deal i can't pass it up but then you have to say you know what when am i going to play this probably not anytime soon or ever so why am i going to spend the money on it and that's what i did well, I went in the other direction, so nope. I will. I guess I will fill out this this uh, question. So it started with Batman Arkham Knight because I noticed that, and I know, I know, uh, you know, PC performance is questionable. It was six dollars and twenty four cents, or some weird, weird off number like that. I cannot, because I've been curious to see whether or not this will run on my on my computer. And I'm sure to a certain extent it will, but uh, $6.24, I'll, I'll take that game. God, I would hope they could somehow back-ass optimize it by now. Yeah, you would think. Well, I, I heard they kind of just gave up, so we'll see. Uh, and then another game that I, I remember probably from, I think it's 2015, that a lot of people had on their like game of the year list, and I just... I could never really justify spending full price on this game, even though I'm sure it's worth it. Undertale. Ooh. Uh, I know okay. a lot of people are in love with that game. So, yeah. I don't know. It's like a throwback. It kind of looks like an NES game. It's I a thought, very you popular know what, why one. not? Uh, so I picked that one up. And that kind of started the whole thing. Because then, Christmas. this was before Christmas, I think, or whenever it first started. Then I got, then I got Christmas money, Jason. And the floodgates opened because I I said to myself, all right, I'm going to buy two games I've been planning on buying for quite some time. One of those is Witcher 3. And I bought it because it was $20 instead of $30. I've seen it been, it's been going on sale for $30 uh, quite a bit recently, but this was $20. And I said, you know what? It's time. It's time to get the unicorn sex that I deserve. And so... Uh, to be clear, sex on a unicorn, not sex with a unicorn. Those are two very different things. Um, so I picked that one up because I just, I do like that series. I have yet to play Witcher 2, but I was glad I went back and played The Witcher and finished it. So I'm looking forward to this because this was on a lot of people's game of the year list. Uh, Metal Gear 5. That's another one that I've been uh, fairly interested in, but just never really picked up and I said you know what I'm gonna pick this one up it looks good came out on PC See, for once you spent all this money on this and you should have bought Awesome Knots expansions <coughs> sorry uh, yeah but also <laughs> no considering I play the same like three characters on Awesome Knots I have this weird feeling that if I try well first of all when am I gonna have a chance to try the new characters to get used to them and second of all I'll probably like one of the characters out of the four that I buy. So I didn't, <laughs> although they are still on sale for some reason. Uh, so I got metal gear five. 
But I got the uh, the pack that came with Ground Zeroes because okay. it was like two dollars more, and I know Ground Zeroes was like fifteen bucks when it first came out. So uh, that's the little it's their underhanded attempt at making you buy the demo by including other story content. Uh, so as we all know, metal gear five, I'm not too worried about the story because I already know it's batshit crazy at this point. So I'm not worried about not having played, uh, an MGS game since probably, uh, what's the second one? Twin Snake, no, no Sun, Sons, uh, of Liberty. Sons of Liberty. Twin Snakes was the remake. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so I got those two, and then, okay, so Danette's younger brother has has is in love with Transformers. He's just getting to that age where he's starting to watch. He's like coming out of the the uh, younger kids uh, shows and getting into more of like Transformers, for instance. And so we were talking about we got him a transformer for Christmas and we were talking about it. And I was like, man, I just I just really miss like those cartoons. And so I saw Transformers Devastation was on sale, which was also on my wish list. Oh, nice. And so and I heard that that was a good that was actually a a good uh, game. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I picked that up. I slapped on Far Cry 4 on there on the back end because I figured why not. Good night. And uh, that would have done it if it wasn't for the fact that uh, Russ actually bought me Doom for Christmas. Oh. So technically, he got it, I think, during the sale. And I was planning on buying it anyway, so I put it on the list. Uh, So that kind of goes along with the question you asked me earlier, which was, uh, what was I not expecting that I got? Uh, I was like, damn, dude. Thanks a lot, because I was definitely going to pick that one up, uh, mm-hmm. especially after playing the demo. Uh, so that's it, man. I, I went out there and I said, you know what? Because I considered briefly buying all the little five, four ninety nine, seven fifty games, maybe $10 stuff, and getting just like $30 worth of those games. But I said, you know what? I may not get to them immediately, especially Doom, which is like 80 gigabytes. Because uh, I don't, I don't have how, space. How, you can't, you right can't now. even install all these games. Well, that's that's what I ended up getting Doom, and then I, that's when I said I need to finish what I already have started. Mm. So I may not play. I started one of these games, but I may not play the other ones until yeah. Uh, or at least I may try them out, but not actually get into them until uh, I've yeah. gone through some other stuff. Like on my Steve, but you know. I thought he bought uh, Battlefront because that was on sale. He got the whole season pass, everything for ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Got the game and all the content, oh. ten bucks. Right now, Damn. the season pass is still on sale, but it's twenty bucks just for the season pass. So that's like a crazy. What the hell? How? Did, so he got the game deal. and the season pass for ten dollars, yeah. but the yep. season pass is on sale for twenty dollars. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Well, because it was on sale, like on the New Year on January first, it was on sale. Oh, this is a okay, different sale. I see. Or, you know, uh, it went on to continue to be on sale at a different price. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I went above and beyond. But, like I said, it was Christmas money. And I said to myself, you know what? Treat yourself. And I did. Hmm. Hmm. So, there you go. There you you go. will be I'll, hearing I'll... about those in my What You Playing 
at some point this year. Well, I'm glad you bought everything so I didn't have to buy anything. There you go. I was, you know, I was briefly considering buying you something, just something small. And I was I like, told you not to. I know you did, but I don't listen to the rules, <laughs> sir. But I, I knew that in a way it's kind of like buying someone a puppy when they don't expect it. It's like, here's this. Here's this uh, this thing that you have to take care of. Here's this game that if you don't play it, you know that I'm going to feel bad. But maybe you don't feel like playing games. Maybe you want to not be shackled to your PC and play some 3DS, and that's fine. So I wasn't going to give you that You response. bought me a 3DS game? No. Oh. I bought me a 3DS so we could do a street pass together. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't I know was what walk- that entails. I was walking around on... Uh... One point during the week, and I got like ten. I did get pouring like yourself a, out. I, yeah, I nailed. Got a bunch of street passes. That was great. <laughs> you guys want my street pass? You gotta pay. <laughs> and our, our our last question comes from Nathan, voiced by Nathan on the Twitterverse. Hashtag Q for F. He's still rocking the flux to post. Hashtag he made up himself. Appreciate uh, it's, that. It's 2017. My parents' 50th anniversary. Star Wars 40th anniversary and my 30th year of existence. That means what significant milestones await you? 2017. What what we have coming in 2017? Oh boy. Well, now let's I have see. to think of I have anniversary. I would let's obviously the biggest one is the birth of my first child. Jessica and I, our first child comes in March. So that's the that's the biggest. Uh, our five year wedding anniversary comes up in October. It doesn't even seem like it, it could be five years already. Um, God, so that means I'm like if you're, you're at five. six. Yeah. Um, and really, I think that's it. I'll be thirty four. I don't think my parents have any. I'm always really I'm very bad at remembering my parents' birth dates and how old they'll be. So <laughs> Me too. I don't think they have anything significant and um so yeah, I think that's really big it that those are my big ones. Uh my son will turn two and I will have a two year old. That sounds weird. That's rough. Like baby is one thing, but then you get into like num like years instead of months. Mm-hmm. And then it's like whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he'll be talking soon. He'll be like a real person soon. And it's scary. Right. Right. Um, six years married. Uh, gosh, you know, some of the things that mean the most to me, not that, not that my son's birthday and our anniversary doesn't mean a lot to me, but I'm just glad that we are out of the damn apartment living space and into a house for God's (laughs) sakes. I think I do think about that every once in a while for as much as I used to bitch about my neighbors and stuff. I'm just like, ah, man, I'm so glad I don't live in an apartment anymore because that shite sucked. So, but I was like, I like the cheap living. Well, actually it wasn't cheap because I mean, I pay as much, you know, the mortgage escrow is comparable, but, well, you worry about taxes or utilities when you get those everything included stuff. That's a good deal. Yes, that is true. Well, and especially when you, for some reason, owning a house has a tendency to have like this, this uh, snowball effect of like 
okay, well, I need to start mowing the lawn, which I never had to do, which means we have to get a lawnmower, which means, all right, either we go out and buy a brand new one or we get this one from the neighbors like I did. Okay, well, the lawnmower doesn't start when I'm ready to clip the gla- the grass, so now i got to figure out how why this don't work. And then, oh, while I'm out here, I might as well change the oil on the car. And, oh, I don't have a jack, so I better go out and buy a jack. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like all this stuff that you didn't really have to worry about when you didn't when you were just living in an apartment. Now it's just like mm-hmm. everything is ugh, responsibility after responsibility, but I'll take it. I like cutting the grass. Our grass is completely manageable. Half of it doesn't even grow. So most of our yard is just dirt. So <laughs> I'll take that over. I, I mean, you remember me complaining specifically about the neighbors underneath us that I could hear. I was yeah. sensitive to, to, what what the hell was that noise? Like Metal yeah. Gear Solid enemies. I had my fair, very much my fair share of bad neighbors. So uh, it's over. Very very well need narrow you know very well known. So so oh and I guess one last anniversary would be like uh let's see I've been out of film school for three years I think or maybe this will be four years and. Nothing to show for it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. I was on that uh, film shoot that one time. And we're doing yeah, Battle of the Beer. That one time. Yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> it's a hard game. Achieve hard your game dreams, kids. I am. I'm doing a podcast <laughs> and a beer show. True. I'll give you. I'll give you that. That's true. Thank you. I'll take it. I'd buy you that doing, for a dollar. You're doing both of those things. So, so I think that's it. That's it? I think that's that's it. it. Well, that's it. That's it for you. That's it for the show. How about oh, that? how about I do this? But, uh, that's it. Uh, next week, we will be back. Hopefully. We'll see. No promises. But by all means, we, <laughs> if should, we, we should. If we can get around to it. Yeah, we should be back. And we'll do a normal show. And we'll talk about that. Uh, Nintendo Switch, that reveal event is coming along quick, so you got that uh, to look yeah. forward to. And yeah. so we'll do, we'll talk about that maybe in a couple weeks. And but then we've got Netflixation in two weeks. And until then, this is Flexpose. So thank you for listening. Do the downloads. Give us some review. You know what? Give us a review or a like or a share, and we will love you forever. Bye. On behalf of myself and Lucas, thank you so much, and we'll see you. And well, then next time the episode comes out. No promises. I think that brings another episode of Flux Opposed to a Flux to Close?